your host, Jennifer Bogard. I'm a life coach and a fellow traveler on this path that we call life. I created this podcast because I've noticed how many of us are sleepwalking on the journey, stressed out, numb, and distracted on autopilot, rinse and repeat. We are meant for more. If you sense that life is supposed to be more than the one you are living today, and you are desperate for a change, but you're not sure how to do it, then stay put because you are in the right place. Every week, I will provide you with a bite-sized nugget that will help you to wake up to the life that is calling you. Are you ready? Let's go. Welcome back to episode 50 of Wake Up, Your Life is Calling. In addition to being 50 episodes in on the podcast, I am also on the cusp of turning 50 in a few months. And that has got me thinking a lot lately about the big questions of life related to purpose and meaning and all of those things. I absolutely love the Mary Oliver quote that I'm sure you've heard. What will you do with your one wild and precious life? That is the question for all of us. And thinking about this has led me to also think about time managing time. And when I say managing time, I'm not talking about the traditional sense of time management related to productivity, but more in the eternal sense of redeeming time and making the most of our finite number of days and weeks and months and years that we all have and specifically that I have left in this life. I am reading a book right now that I haven't yet finished, but I'm absolutely loving it so far called 4,000 Weeks. And the idea behind that title is that each of us has on average, if we're lucky, 4,000 weeks in our lifespan. Isn't that so interesting to think about? The book explains that the concept of time as a thing outside of us or as a resource to be measured and managed is a fairly recent development that came on the scene in probably around the late 1700s with the invention of the clock. And prior to that, there was really no thought given to time as an entity only to tasks that were done in certain rhythms with the rise and the fall of the sun. So life was really lived just day by day with no thought to managing time beyond the current day that you were in. So being present and in the moment or mindfulness, as we have now coined the term, was really a very normal state of being. And I can't help but imagine that life probably felt more fluid and spacious rather than rushed and cramped when not racing against the clock and experiencing time as though it were sand running through our fingers. 
Lest we think that it was all unicorns and rainbows, however, there were a number of very definite downsides and drawbacks to this way of life as well, of course, and not the least of which was that it severely limits how much one can accomplish. So that brings me back to this question that I've been pondering, what do I want to do with my one wild and precious life? What do I want to accomplish? Who do I want to be? I desperately want to be a conscious creator of my life. So what do I want to create in the time that I have remaining? To prime my brain for thinking in this direction, it is helpful for me to think about it in terms of decades. So I am imagining myself in 10 years, or really more accurately, 10 years and a few months from now self. I'm imagining my 60 year old self. If you want to be a conscious creator of your life, then I would offer this exercise to you as well. And even if you've never really thought about being a conscious creator of your life, just stick with me and listen in. I think you could still benefit. So to do this, just imagine yourself in 10 years. Imagine yourself physically in 10 years, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, financially, and in your relationships. Imagine your whole life. And then ask yourself some powerful questions. What does it look like? What does your life look like in 10 years? Is there anything that is the same as today? And what is different? What have you accomplished in the next 10 years? And what are you feeling most proud of? What might you regret And what might you wish that you had done differently? What do you have now that you might no longer have in 10 years? What do you need to know and what do you need to appreciate? Get still and quiet and hang out here for a few minutes. Spend time mentally going into your future. Imagine it vividly. Step into your shoes 10 years from now. What advice would your future self have for you now? If you are having trouble with this, it might be helpful to reverse engineer. What would you say to your past self 10 years ago, what would you have said that she should start doing or stop doing in order to be living your ideal life today? Well, one thing that I would definitely tell my past self is to take care of my body. Start strength training now and take care of your skin and don't forget your neck and stretch, seriously stretch. And you know what, I would offer those same words of wisdom to my future self. In fact, this is even more important going into my 50s. For me in this next decade, taking care of my physical body and my brain are top priority. 
The amount of control that I have over my body aging well is tremendous. And the same is true for you. What about your mental and emotional health, your spiritual life, your finances? What do you want to experience in each of these areas in 10 years? And what advice would your future self give you to help you create that future? When doing this exercise, think also about everyone else in your life. Think about your kids. What ages will they be in 10 years? In 10 years, my kids will be 24 and 27. And right now they are both living with me, of course, and I am a primary person in their lives. And even though we are all running around in different directions each day, our lives are still very intertwined with each other on a daily basis. And guess what? That won't be true in 10 years. They are going to be living on their own and they will be making choices about how much time they wish to spend with me. So what can or should I be doing now in order to ensure that they still want to spend time with me when they have the choice of whether or not to do so? So what about your relationship with your spouse? Where will the current path that you are on lead to in 10 years? What advice would yourself in 10 years give you to end up where you want to be? The same questions with your friendships and other extended family relationships. If you listen to your future self, how would it change how you presently and consistently show up in your life? We all know on an intellectual level that life is short and fragile and precious, but we don't always act like we know it, do we? And the truth is, sometimes we are distracted by the busyness of our days and we do forget. This exercise helps to bring these facts back into focus. And it's not just our life that is fragile and precious, but so is everyone else's around us. So let me ask you, is there anyone around you that you want to express something to or a relationship that you want to nurture more intentionally? Or conversely, maybe there are relationships or a relationship in your life that is draining and depleting. And if you're honest with yourself, you need to let it go. The hard truth is that we are not promised tomorrow, much less the next 10 years, right? But if we happen to get them, what do you want to do with them? There is so much in this life that we cannot control, but there are a few very important things that we can focus there to create the life and the future that you want to have. 
I promise your future self will thank you. That is what I have for you this week, my friend. I hope that it's been helpful. If it has, would you please consider sharing it with someone who could use the message? Until next time, I will be here cheering you on and I hope to see you back again very soon. Thank you.